On episode 126 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we get into all the things. Rooster Ando happens. That's normal. The usual questions come in, but we start finding out a little bit about our former co-host, Logan Tyler, since Jimmy's the new co-host, you know, Logan's dad. Gotta wait till the end of the show. Yeah, there's some secret stuff going on here. So we'll call it family counseling and maybe a little bit more than you really need to know. For sure. So enjoy Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Bulletproof Designs, and Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training, home of the Better Rider podcast that you haven't heard yet. So search for that really soon. And here's the show. I think we started the show 126 times and you are live with Tech Talk Taco Tuesday from the Valley of the Dirt People, which is Pahrump, Nevada. That's uh, right over the hump from me, Vegas. I'm here with Jimmy Tyler. Howdy, folks. I'm Jimmy Lewis, and this is your favorite motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions podcast. You know what's interesting about episode 126? What's that? Is when we when we fire it up, it's kind of like you're firing up a, a a bike, and the bike now has 126 episodes on it. And you know how it's just supposed to blow up because it's just because yeah, everybody says bike too. It's old, and it's just gonna it's gonna. My bike has X amount of hours on it, and I what do I have to do? And I I think this show. I'm surprised this show still starts up every time. <laughs> Logan, how you doing over there? Good. I'm already up. You're oh, you fixed yourself. Don't you overdid yourself? Don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I just cranked you, it. So, yeah. Well, not not a professional yet. You're still an amateur over there. <laughs> yes. The side thing. Um, Matt's dead. Matt died from <laughs> COVID or something, and um, corona it out. Yeah, corona it out, and we're gonna have to just figure out how to push these two buttons. They get this show started by by itself. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show that is brought to you by Yamaha. Yamaha is the maker of awesome Yamaha YZ two-strokes. That is the Yamaha YZ125 and YZ250, as well as the 85, the 65, and the 85 big wheel. You can go to YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new in 2022. And I've been exploring what's new on the 2022 YZ125, all new. Mm-hmm. It has a new engine, revised six-speed transmission. I can't really tell that the transmission is revised, but I can tell that the engine is new because it makes just smoother, longer power. And uh, that that bike uh, already had really good bottom and mid, and now they kind of spread it out a little bit into the top and uh, really nice. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics because they got all the new plastic and stuff. So uh, it's just, it looks better, feels a little bit fresher. I have an older YZ125, so I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And for a truly race inspired look, you can look at the YZ125 and YZ250 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. So if you want to know more about this, visit YamahaMotorsports.com and find your Yamaha YZ and entry the victory zone today. See how I did that, Logan? Yes. Yeah, I don't even know how I did that, but I just did it. <laughs> I just started doing what I told you to do last time. I looked at the paper to get the key phrases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taco Moto. 
tacomoto.co is your source for blinging your bike out, tricking your bike out, giving your bike more power, all that kind of stuff. Thanks to Taco Mike for uh, supporting our Rooster Endo segment. Much loved, sometimes feared. I think we have some video submissions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it going to make me mad? Uh, I don't know. I just clicked through it, made sure that they That they worked. play? Yep. Um, are they longer than two minutes? No. Okay. One I, was close. Cl got was close. Not. Okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have some rooster endos. Scott Sports makes awesome goggles. They uh, they are not having the supply issues like some of the other goggle companies are because their stuff is made and assembled in Utah, which is in the United States, and you don't have to put it on a boat and it's not stuck off the harbor. So if you need some really awesome goggles, check out Scott Sports. I've been wearing the um, man. I didn't. I didn't get a whole lot of goggles last time because I probably because yeah, they're in high demand and I've been wearing the crap out of my, uh, my prospects, the, the, the ones with the, the light sensitive lens, super, super happy with those things. Uh, climb I rode today. I was wearing my, what was the name of the, 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 I always forget the name of the, the parka, the pullover the, that I wear. It's, snow it's the snow thing. Wet dirt today, or it was wet dirt in the morning, yeah. and then we went up in the we went up in the trees, and the trees all had droplets hanging on every single pine needle. Icicles. And my upper body stayed very, very dry because because of that vest um, thing. God, why can I never? It's, I always want to call it a Valdez, but it's not a Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, climb makes super awesome uh, gear, durable, comfortable waterproof when you need it if it's water if you got the waterproof pieces super awesome delaney drive components ddc sprockets they support land use issues so you should run their sprockets that's really good of course trail tech maker of the voyager pro i always know where i'm at but if you don't you should run a trail tech voyager pro and then you will never be lost and bulletproof designs i think bulletproof designs is uh, still a sponsor of the show i need to talk to the the guy that died um, to figure out where our sponsors are at because it's hard to hard to do. So uh, maybe rest in peace, all of our sponsors, because <laughs> until a guy comes back to life. Um, so the show is looking really good, says one Gabriel Adams. Why does that name seem so familiar? <laughs> Wait a minute. He said something earlier. He said he said he likes he likes watching it at work. Listening to it at work. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Gabe, nice to have you back on the show, watching the show. Um, how's your girlfriend like her dirt bike? <laughs> she, got, she, got, she got one of my Sierra 450Xs. Oh, really? She bought one of the Good Sierra 450Xs. Got lots of bikes for sale around here. Lots of, K, lots of KTM RFS bikes. They're, it's, they're, we're blowing them out here. Um, excellent bikes. Well-maintained. I just don't like carburetors anymore. Hmm. So, okay, so what we're going to do is we are going to go to the questions that we have on this piece of paper that's in front of me. You get to answer, you get to ask these. On it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I forgot to, last week when I introduced you, I, I didn't explain that we had somebody that was trying to die and they couldn't come and run the podcast. So evidently Logan, who is my normal co-host, who is your son, mm -hmm. um, who was the ideal co-host for me because... Like, I just like to talk all the time, 
talk about <laughs> myself and 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 not that much about myself, but you know, mostly just about my you know my old racing and stories. Yeah. And, and I found that if I could have a co-host that didn't say anything, it would look like I had a co-host, <laughs> but I didn't have a co-host because we knew that Logan didn't talk. Right. So, but he started talking a little bit. Yeah. And then. And I, I remember, you know, so so Jimmy sat in because it, I, I again I didn't want to just do a show where I just talked about myself the whole time and and didn't have somebody sitting next to me. So I didn't give you the rules, the instructions. Oh, and I rattle on, right? Well, no, no. And then at the end of the show, you said all night long I wanted to interrupt you so bad. Oh, it's probably my fault. That's just who I am, though. I know, but we so we had this discussion. It's like, yeah, you you're allowed to because this is you're you're a co-host. You get to. That's the the thing of it. You don't have to take Logan's role. <laughs> and then the other night we were talking after the school. And I think I, I, I'm trying to paraphrase. I think mouth diarrhea. Yeah. yeah, yeah would, like it would have been it, how, how, and I think we have some somewhat the same problem where right. the, the mouth starts running and it actually gets in front of the brain mm -hmm. or, or there's, there's no filter between the brain and the mouth and it, it just goes and goes, just goes. W so, would you believe me if I told you I talked half as much as Logan when I was his age? Yeah, it's oh, true. So, so you're catching up. You're making up for lost time. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Yeah, I can't really figure it out. Now I just blurt whatever because I, you know. Right. So just, you get older and you just do it. <laughs> I don't know. So so this is why Logan doesn't talk because you, you can't ever get a word in edgewise. I don't let him talk. I just, I just talk. got it. Okay, yeah. so we got to figure out. But the rules are. Here's here's the main rule. Logan, do you want to do you want to tell him what the rule is? You want to grab it? Yeah, I got yeah. it right here. Okay. So, I, when I, go ahead. Whenever uh Jimmy is Oh, shit, better take That's the on camera, using bro. a <laughs> drinking a preferred beverage, you try and talk. So, on it. Easy. Yeah. Cuz dead air is not good for a podcast. <laughs> and this thing this show started out as a Kind of as a podcast, but I actually recorded on a video camera and I actually streamed the video live. Uh -huh. So we were sort of a little ahead of the curve on the on the podcast world because really the podcast world hadn't gone to video because there's no way that anybody would have thought that anybody would want to watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 we you know we we evolved. You know I started doing it. You know, I, I put a, a background behind me and then I put, oh, yeah, yeah, I put sure. TV screens like Logan's actually sitting on the old set where the producer sits now is on, on the yeah, old it's, set. It's all different. We could we actually could fire up a camera on the producer, but that'd be even like, I mean, that'd be really, that'd be really bad. So we built this nice thing. Me and Logan kind of yeah. got some recycled wood and built a stage and a Co studio. A couple of cool moto parts. So uh, gold medals and stuff. Yeah, time to talk. Oh, we talk about the six day medals. I guess that was a test. I got all mine right here. So if you weren't, if you were, if you were listening, <laughs> if you were listening to the show, you just heard me pause because I took a sip and then, yeah. and then Jimmy stumbled because he didn't have anything to say. The, yeah, I didn't see that. Coming, he didn't have any mouth diarrhea loaded. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, that's uh, that's how things work around here. Oh, so we're going to get right to the question. So what's Shall our first we? question? From Steve Gallegos. Gallegos. Steve Gallegos. What would happen to that lean feeling at altitude if you just pulled the clutch in and hit the kill button, then started it right back up? Would the sensor correct the jetting airfield ratio? So Steve is asking about the KTM 300, and he's asking about, I believe, it was the... Well, it doesn't matter. It's it's, it's any 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 fuel injected bike 
And I think he's specifically asking about the KTM 300 because the earlier versions, the early TPI bikes had an issue where they only took the reading when you started the bike up. Like it, 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 when you start right, when you started up the bike, it picks up the ambient, the crankcase pressure sensor mm -hmm. and, it, and it, and it does all of its things. And then it says, okay, this is the altitude that we're at. This is the temperature. This is, and I don't know specifically because they won't, they would never tell me specifically what it, yeah. what it was. Mm -hmm. So it, I think it was, it was adjusting for the temperature, but not the, the pressure and so altitude or and, or it took the, like when you push the button, it takes the pressure reading right then and there inside the crankcase because it's it's at that point it's normal air pressure. Mm -hmm. But then it might be taking readings inside there all the time. But at that time, at that point, it's not normal air pressure. This is why on the newer versions, and I think it was 2019, they went to an extra uh, air pressure sensor. So, so. Those ones, and this is the interesting thing. When we went to the intro, they said, oh, yeah, we fixed this. And I went and rode it, and I, I I knew the problem from the old bike, so I went and simulated it. I went and rode way up in altitude without shutting the bike off. And the bike started running, which which was strange, much leaner when it went up. And when it goes down, it got much richer, which is just backwards. That's backwards to me. It's backwards. But that's what it did. But if I, at any point on the, even on the new bike, when I stopped and started it, it would fix itself. And I'm like, huh. And so evidently that on the early bikes, there was a, there was a, it wasn't taking the reading out of the sensor as much as it could have or should have, or I don't know. You know, like I said, never got a clear answer, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden there was an update and a fix and a flash and you could, you, and so they, they fixed this. So interestingly enough, when I went riding today, when riding on my 2019 319 yeah 19300 so i think it's the it is the older one because it doesn't have the so the 20 was the first year with the, the the two sensors okay and so i started it up and rode it out to my gate shut it off started it up rode around in a circle closed the gate started it up and took off and went down the road and and didn't really quote warm it up or do anything and i took off down the road and it wasn't running very good it it was like I don't know how to explain it. It was like, it was, a. Uh, it was like, even though you turned it past half throttle, it only wanted to go to half throttle. And it just, it was just kind of, my 22 is the exact same way it, when it's ice cold for the first, I'm going to say half mile of, of, of riding. Right. And so, so it, so I don't think they changed that. Well, I think it, I think it, maybe it could be something to do. I mean, and you, they never tell you exactly what they do. It could be something to do with the warm up cycle and That's it's, and, and it's, it it's, it's not going to let it rev really high. Uh -huh. And, and cause it, like I said, it felt like some kind of a rev liner, but it didn't feel like a rev liner cause you could turn the throttle and it would do all the things, but it just it's really lazy it's, it's, about it. Yeah. It's yeah. really lazy. So, so it's what I need some sort of idle circuit or whatever, some circuit that it goes into. No, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, like the chokes a loop, on, a pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Cause I kind of like the chokes on. And so what I did, I was going, you know, probably third gear and I kind of, kind of rolled on. I noticed it, clicked it to fourth, rolled and I cut. So I pulled in clutch, hit the kill button, hit the starter, took, let the clutch out and roll on. It was fine. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would just needed a, it just needed a reset. So <laughs> I, I don't know. It, Mine would do it to the stop sign both times this morning. Yeah. That when we left to the school. Yeah, yeah. That's where, and that's, then it, that's exactly. I didn't kill it or nothing. Then it just kind of went back to its old normal self. Yeah. And I, but only the cold mornings. 
Yeah, I've had it. So anyways, um, after lunch or whatever, don't do it. I don't know. I don't know why. It, and that's a 22, 22. So yeah. And this is, they this still is do it. 19 and it's a, yeah. it's got, a, it's got a current, it's got a, the latest generation mapping in it. And, and so it, it they do these things. Big deal. <laughs> it's like it yeah. didn't after that it ran perfect the rest of the day yeah, so i don't so so that that little two minutes of what is it doing it's just doing whatever it's doing and then it, <laughs> and then it's fine i had a really good ride that didn't affect the rest of my day since so many do it it's safe to assume that they somebody really smart put it in there for a reason i and we all know that cold motors kind of can run really rich it's not it's good for them especially uh two but, strokes that are oiling with the fuel yeah, it has an oil injector. So it, and it's probably over-oiling. I don't know. They smoke like an old, they, their smoke startup is pretty heavy on their cold. So, so I. Uh, There's I've, something I've, else going on I've, there. I've I asked say. about this. The XC is a little bit different than XCW. Mine oh, okay. doesn't. Mine, unless, doesn't have that unless, smoke for unless I've just been using it like a wheelchair and riding around like between the places here and never, you know, just starting it up, running to the mailbox mm -hmm. back, you know, out to the other property back, back without ever revving it. Every once in a while, I can get it to kind of to kind of like load up. Okay, like, but it, it requires multiple starts and stops without oh, really revving it up. in it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but when I just if 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 I rode it like the way I came back in and I rode it into my driveway and yeah. I parked it, if I hopped on it right now and started up and took off and rode, it would not smoke at all. It would not be loaded up one bit. Even if it was ice cold. Even if it was ice cold. Oh, see, mine will yeah. during that whole time you talked about that that first minute or whatever it is. Yeah, mine it. Smokes maybe, like a yeah, maybe they, like a real old two stroke. Yeah, maybe they've. Uh, so I, I I think they're throwing a lot of extra oil at it in that. Yeah, that I, little I, moment. I'd like to. I'd like somebody to give me the answer to that. I I could I could probably call some people. They don't people, admit that, right? Eh, I sometimes I don't think they, they don't know. want somebody stealing that. Well, idea. Some, yeah, sometimes they don't know, or I don't know. I'll I'll I could call somebody if I really cared. <laughs> so if you ask me it's a more specific issue. question, but so anyways, if you start and stop it, yeah. Yes, it did. and 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 I think, like I said, the sensor corrects the the air fuel ratio um, based on and and if it was because I, I, the way I, the way I understand it, if it's inside the crankcase, if there's pressure in there when the thing's spinning up and down, that's not going to ever be quote ambient air pressure. No, it, it, no, because it's, it's it's there's pressure where the press yeah. and stops is going to be, uh, you know, vacuum yeah. or even. Okay, next question from Connor Steele. What are your thoughts on a 2006 CRF 250X? What type What type of riding do you think is this bike excels in, and what type of riding do you think is not ideal for this bike? X model CRF 250X 06. I think I own one of those. You do I, got one. I have one. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's really good. It's that a era. It's a great trail bike. It's a really good just like it's it's not a play bike but it, not it, gonna it, rip it, your arms out yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's not right. it's not like a crf 230 or anything like it's not a putt no, putt bike no it's it's a little it's a little sporty the motor's a little bit sporty but it has pretty good decent torque for a 250f and for a carbureted bike it runs pretty good as long as you don't do anything too crazy to them the one i have actually has does it have the r cam in it it's done something because it was a bike that was built for a Dirt Rider magazine test back in the day. So and it was it was allowed to have a, a certain dollar figure of modifications to it. I think it was like five or six hundred bucks or something. And I think they did because Johnny Campbell, um, through his race team at the time, prepped it. 
and it, it got it got I think it got the arc I think it, it does because it, it doesn't it 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 idles high it's, it's a little cami at the mm-hmm. off idle so it does it has the R cam in it now that I remember but oh, they're okay. they're great for for just trail riding um, just technical the more the more like not extreme enduro you never want to take it to extreme enduro no but just general trail riding lower speed stuff yeah excellent bike semi tight stuff huh excellent bike. The faster you start going, the more you're going to start going like 40 and 50 and 60 and want to do higher speed desert. Not to say that it can't do it. It's just not its. It's the uh, motor of the weak point and not the suspension. Suspension's pretty bad. Suspension's of a, really good. Of a competition yeah, bike, right? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 got the it, motors It's little, got everything it needs. It's got, it's got the same thing as the R bikes did at the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's But it's set up for trail riding. Uh-huh. Um, the motor, you know, like I said, it's kind of a little bit uh, kind of corked. Yeah. I think the ECU is tuned so for lower end park. And just like the, the the current RX is not corked up at all. But when you ride it, it doesn't pull like the R. Because right. they, they've, they've done stuff with the cams and everything to focus the power down a little bit lower. Yeah. But um, So good suspension, a little limited on the motor. Compared to a race bike, but sure, but yeah. if you were doing tight technical trails, you wouldn't want a motocross. No, or motor. even a in, in the in the gear ratios because it's got a it's got a, a wide ratio wide. transmission inside of it, semi wide ratio transmission. It has a first gear that you can actually use five speed, right? Uh, it's six. Is I it think. Six? Yeah, I think it's okay, six. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Dan. Hopefully, uh, or uh, Connor. Connor. Yeah, hopefully that answers your question. What is Dan? Dan Parker. 2017 KTM 350 SXF. Can too much draw cause a weak fuel pump condition? I've added a radiator fan and a Trailtech Endurance 2 Speedo and wondering if upgrading my stator would fix the problem. So the problem is a weak fuel pump. Um, got some electrical stuff on there. To... If uh, Can too much draw cause a weak fuel pump? Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you, it just just like when you're like a lot of times when your your battery starts going dead and it and it has a hard time cranking the the starter, it also won't put the fuel pressure that you need to get it to start. So you're like a double edged sword. So yeah. so a lot of times when that happens, if you if you just tap the button and kick it, you know, kind of kick and tap the button at the same time, it'll take the load off the starter and allow it to build the pressure to to right. to to do to do this. Um, I wonder. What, I wonder if he's certain it's a, so if a the, fuel pump. That's not. If the radiator, the endurance doesn't draw any power. The Trail Tech endurance doesn't draw any power, and the radiator fan, if it's on, definitely does draw some power. But if it's drawing, if it's running when the battery, yeah. If if you're if you, and the the best thing is the endurance. I think will tell you your voltage. It'll tell you the voltage that 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 the battery has. You know, it depends on where you have it hooked up. But if you have it hooked up to show your battery voltage, you can actually watch what the battery voltage is doing. And if it's dropping down below, you know, uh, I think like what I notice is once you're below 11, so anything in 10, things aren't going to work right. Whether your ECU isn't going to be on or off, I think those are kind of more of an on or off. Whether your fuel pump isn't going to be putting out the pressure it needs to. Um I, that's that's kind of in my head when I watch because I have my Trail Tech Voyagers always hooked up um, to the battery. Yeah. And so I can watch you. the battery voltage. So sometimes I can tell on bikes that are really strong, you hit the start button and they only drop down to like, you know, 11.2 while they're cranking. And then maybe they'll go down to 10.5 or something while they're cranking. The minute they start a bang, it's, you know, you're back up to 13. And and 
so yeah, it, it could the fan could be a problem, especially on kind of a weaker battery. Or wait, does he say what bike it is? A three fifty SX. So it and it has it has a battery. Yeah, it has a battery. Yeah, it has a battery. A seventeen. So, God, I all all these and, modern and, fuel injected bikes put out way more power than yeah, they, than they really. And, and that one has a big has has the uh, EXC I was style say, stator. It basically, has the same has one a, as the off road bike. Has a big stator inside of it. So. Um, yeah, just so, check, check to see what it's running at and, you know, put a load tester, you know, on the battery and see if that, if the, but he's probably got a different problem there, huh? I wouldn't think if, that if he's got a fuel pump problem, it's probably, hey, you not know, if, if the bike's a 2017, could need a fuel pump because uh-huh. fuel pumps go bad. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, something that's that what could, I'd be leaning more so than it's too much amp. Yeah, drop. yeah. The fuel pump could be going bad, or maybe it's even just something as simple as a fuel filter or, you know, there, there's there's a whole train of things that you can go, you know, see what it is, but I wouldn't blame the, in, 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 if everything is working, I'm going to go. First thing would be battery. Mm. Second thing would be look at the fuel system, meaning make sure your fuel filters aren't plugged. Fuel filters aren't cracked, especially the one inside the tank. Then that the fuel pump is putting out the right amount of pressure. Taco Moto makes a really cool inline fuel pressure checker. Yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. something something that they sell. So I I have it, and I have so many bikes. I I check them all the time. When it, when something starts going wrong, this is what I check. And and when I plug it in, I got good pressure. Fuel injector. And if that's the battery that bike came with, <laughs> it'd be smart smart money to put one in it, right? Yeah, sure. Put a Shawari battery in there. Well, five years is yeah. Anyways, all I gotta get. Okay, uh, yeah, Dan. Let us know if that. Let, let us know what it is. I really, when, buying when, a battery, Dan. When you figure this out, let us let us know. Don't yeah. check the battery. I I have batteries that are going on like eight nine years, and and they're fine. And I have batteries that have lasted one year. And there's oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I literally just had a bad batch. I think I got a bad batch, and it's yeah, just really freaking me out. Yeah. So okay, next. Ryan Ward, brand new factory effects graphics, and within a week, it's bubbling up on me at the perforated areas on the tank why does this happen so i saw the picture and he has you know he has the factory effects graphics that the are graphics all they have the, the little slot slots in them uh-huh. it looked it to me it looked like a little bit of an older bike and and it you know i couldn't tell it the gas tanks leak, you know, they, they, the, the fumes kind of go through them and kind of depending on what gas you have in there and what gas you had in there and a lot of things, uh, there, there's, there could be the, you know, you could have put the, the question is when you put them on, it, it went on nice and smooth. And then like what he said, within a week, within a week, it's bubbling up, it, at bubbled, the- it bubbled up at the, at the, at the slots. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if that there's some, you know, some of that, that pressure just kind of built up. And a lot of times that those slots, if those graphics are a little bit older, they've actually sealed up, you know, so there's, yeah. so it's like, it's like a balloon underneath there. And that's the, that's the easiest place for it to lift. So, so maybe when you put a, put it on, you didn't really like need it down and then it was sealed up. And so now it's, it's, you know, you know how, when you cut something, it, it tries to lift away. Sure. And so it, that's naturally the, the, the graphic might be kind of curling out. And yeah. uh, I, I think, I think if you, you know, put a, put some kind of a roller or something on it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and rolled it down or heated it, maybe heated it up with like a hairdryer or something. And then, and then really stuck it on there. Hopefully that would break the, if it is the, if there is some sort of a seal behind it, 
that, that it, maybe it would, you know, it, it would break that, you know, where those slots are, they would actually be slots and that get those, right. those fumes could escape. But tell me if I'm crazy here, but most of these modern bikes now, you don't, don't, when a graphics kit, you don't go across tanks anymore. The shroud designs and stuff are all where you just go right to the shroud. This, this one had a. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it just says it's an older bike because right. a new graphics, you don't really go over tanks anymore, right? Yeah, almost, or am I crazy? No, no. Then it's, you're right. It, yeah. yeah. But this, okay. is, like I said, it was a, it was a YZ. It, I look, I don't know. What did you, did you say what it is? No, it doesn't say. It looked but, like a YZ 125 or 250, uh -huh. you, you know, where, where, the, where it still has a true radiator shroud. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I don't think there's. I don't. I'll bet you it's just the the the, the it's either initially adhesion or maybe there's something behind it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't stress right. on it too much. Just heat it up, knead it down, or t t take the graphics off of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all right, here we go. Lyle Bledsoe, have a question for next week's show. What do you feel is the best placement for your throttle tube assembly? Cable exiting front. The front parallel to the ground, cable exiting on the top of the bars horizontally, etc. Looking for answers to better crash protection, smoother throttle function, etc. What have you found to be the best solution overall and why? Take a moment of silence to the tequila gods and have a sip. That means I'm supposed to answer this question, right? Well, I'm, I'm actually literally trying to uh, reach you I got, can't you, I can't you got arms like our our Takasaurus Rex here yeah I'm the Takasaurus Rex I get I get those Takasaurus Rex every time the check hits the table yeah thanks Lyle I'll I'll, I'll do this while I think of while I contemplate the answer because I I do I do have an answer in fact my, do you the, yeah let, well let me since you're doing that let me give you the wrong answer probably oh go ahead you do the wrong answer I kind of like them run them in front of the bars now uh basically how KTM does them now in in front you mean well the, behind the i'm i'm the, uh how do i word this oh so the, so the cables so the cables so if the, the if cable connection right up on top 12 o'clock we'll call it okay ran right in f between you and the bars where it goes down into you know say around the tank or inside the tank ish whatever you call that okay. rather than in front of the bars and into there let me reflect yeah, 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 yeah. I told you this is going to be the wrong answer, guys. But he's got to get something. No, no, no. Or my so 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 he's talking. He's really talking about like for the safest, like most protection. You know, how are you going to crash? <laughs> <You're> on, <laughs> this yeah. is this is what I want to know. It's like how which way is it least likely for your 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 throttle housing and your cables to get caught up or hooked up on something? So. Are you going to do maybe, are you going to Larry loop out and go completely upside down? And then, the, and then, and then your position, the 12 o'clock position is the worst place for it to be. Are you going to go? Right, if you go full Larry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Larry loop out, if you're, if you're, you know, Timmy trail slide and you're, you're riding up a, you know, kind of a, a nasty little rock uphill and you slide out on the off camber and you start rolling backwards and your, your bars come backwards and hit the rock that you already got past. Mm -hmm. That that position everybody thinks is really safe. That's behind the handlebars, um, may be the the worst position for it. Right. Um, I've seen people run them underneath the handlebars, and then that Which that sounds like the best spot. But believe it or not, are you you kind of think is the way it falls. Have you ever hit your knee on that thing? No, but 
Yeah, I. Yeah, but I can yeah, see yeah. how it does. Yeah, you come up and you, you actually what what happens is that puts the in my world that puts the cables in the most compromised compromised position. That's so what just, I'm always worried so, about. So when it's on top, which is stock, mm-hmm. and when it's down on the bottom, your cables are not protected by the handlebars, and when it's kind of rolled three quarters back or ninety degrees back, so <laughs> kind of back at you, kind of where KTM. The K, so the and on the KTM the cables are routed behind the bar, on a lot of other yeah, bikes. Yeah, behind the bar between the rider and the. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, see, they're, I see. I was saying that. Wrong. Yeah. So the yeah. so the handlebar. If you think about the handlebar, if you're sitting on the bike, we're talking about behind the bar, which would be closer to you, and yep. in front of the bar. Most manufacturers run them in front of the bar, and then kind of down through the, through the, you know, kind of down along the the triple clamp and between the number plate. And I think the reason for that is is that it's not going to get kind of caught up. It's, it's not going to get caught between you and the, and the, I, that gives the least sharp angles. It does. Yes. Yeah. So there's, so there's there's, technically it's probably a little stiffer throttle. If if the KTM way, KTM way is probably a little stiffer. Could be running in front. I mean, it it gives you a, a longer sweep and stuff. And it's more, a little more closer to a 90 degree turns doing it that way. Yep. I, 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 so, but I still say so that's where, where, do I, where do I run mine most of the time? Don't, Stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly yeah. I leave them alone. Um, I think but, KDM makes them a little shorter to do but, it that way. But, and, and then they get a shorter cable, which is lighter. Lighter. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it all starts. Yes. They, when, they're guys, looking at, they're looking at ounces. Are, yeah. So, so I actually tend to run them on the top or back behind. And I feel like that, cause I, I don't, I'm not worried about my bike coming backwards on something. You know, even when I was, you know, doing extreme enduros and stuff, I would try to, instead of being straight up, in the, I didn't want it straight up at the top. I wanted it kind of a quarter of the way back, not all the way back. So a quarter of the way back, which gave it the shortest, mm-hmm. you know, the, the best sweep. Because when you start rolling it down or even underneath, and I've seen guys put them where they're underneath and they say, oh, it's the most protective place. But then your cables actually get a little bit too long, you know, because mm-hmm. and, and then a sharp angle. But the tall and, bar crew likes that and, too. The, yeah, yeah. Well, they have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have no choice. So I, I don't, I, I think it's just, it's, it's all a compromise. You know, like I said, tell me how you're going to crash uh, yeah. and then, and then I'm going to, I'll tell you exactly, you, tell me how you're going to crash and I'll tell you how you're going to do it. But the better thing would be to not crash. And then you'd never you have to that. worry about this. You can do that. Yeah. There's, that's a way I got a, I got a way that he could not crash. He could come to Jimmy Lewis off-road motorcycle training. Yeah. This is where. Uh, this is my day job. This it how cut I, my crashes down like by 97%. Are you sure about this? Yeah, a lot. Oh, cool. A lot of crashes. This, Logan's been coming a long time. He never crashes. Almost. Well, that. he hasn't. We haven't talked about your crashes lately, have we, Logan? You don't crash often. I didn't crash this weekend. No. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Last time I crashed was in a next to Lake Mead. Yeah. Three times. <laughs> so anyways yeah www.jimmylewisoffroad.com Tell we're, us worth it. we're gonna we're going to uh we're gonna have on our newsletter sign up for our newsletter we're gonna put out our newsletter real soon with the with the uh, march and april dates mm. because our february class is all sold out and we have a johnny campbell tour coming up oh, yeah. uh on february 
13th, 14th, and Valentine's Day. So for Valentine's Day, after, get away from her. Yeah, get away from her. You want to do you want to Secret. do your val- you want to do your Valentine's something really special? Go riding with Johnny Campbell because uh-huh. she'll we, love that. She she will she won't be able to bitch at you then because you'll be gone riding your dirt bike, which is probably the best thing yeah, to do. Fantastic. So uh, uh, check us out on the internet webs or whatever they call them and uh, send us an email if you're interested in that and sign up for the newsletter and become a better rider. And you don't have to worry about where you route your throttle. What do you know? <laughs> Got one so, more. Want to do that? I saw that. I saw that the guy that died, um, he signed off the show. Yeah. Yeah. He quit. He, he tapped out. You think he's got a hot, you think he's got a date. You think all this is a ruse and he's just got like a date <laughs> on Tuesday night. I don't know. Last week he did sound very, he sounded, he very sounded really sick. bad. He doesn't sound that bad right no, now. No, he does not. Ricky Brabeck. Who's that guy? I. He says this. Damn, that's a nice shirt. He's talking about mine. Hey, my wife bought this no, shirt. I, got, I think that's a cool shirt. I think my wife bought this. This is. I, I got one last year. I forgot it's, to get one this year. It has a sticker still, still the on, it. on Yeah, there. the Americans are coming. So yeah, that one's <laughs> rad. Actually, the Americans came and went. That's <laughs> your <a> car. <laughs> uh, we should call Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we hit this last one we got here? Oh, we got another question. Yeah, we do. Okay, the, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Q school. I don't know what that means. Would like to hear some Jimmy wisdom on Nicosil bores. When do we plate crosshatch hone or not? ABC piston sizes. Huge fan here. Boy, that's a that's a super open open ended question. And for the most part, stock bores, right? Well, it, it yeah. For the most part, it's easy. It, it's. It's, you know, you're probably, well, I don't know how, I don't know what you start out with because you never really get to see the letter on the piston, you know, but you see the letter on the cylinder yeah. and it doesn't matter what brand it is. There's like A, B's and C's. Generally they're A's. Sometimes you see some B cylinders and I just, I just run them and I put like probably for the first, if, if I don't know what it is, if it's an A cylinder and, and I, and, and I have to replace the piston. I'll put an A piston in it maybe once, maybe twice, and then I'll probably go to a B. And I don't, for the most part, I wouldn't even measure them. Hey, I would Jimmy. Just, yes. What is an ABC piston? Is it? So, so different manufacturers are different, but sometimes they have, they have, they'll have a, a piston and then there'll be like zero, zero, one, zero, zero, two, and zero, zero, three. And then it'll, it'll, it'll specify it as an A or a B or a C and the, the B uh, piston is like one one thousandth bigger, but okay. still in the same size. It's it's the same size in millimeters, but it's it's yeah, yeah exactly. It's That's what I was it's, to say. it's one one thousandth bigger, and the C is one one thousandth bigger. Okay. And it's not not to say that you couldn't put a C piston inside of an A cylinder and get it to run, and it would probably be fine. It just yeah. would be, it'd be tight to begin with mm-hmm. and it would be less than ideal. And if you're like, if you're like an engine builder, you measure everything and, and you check and measure everything and you probably know mm-hmm. if it's this brand, then you can if, run if it. you got the you tools can, to, to measure to, them that well, you, you, you know what you want. You, you know what you want. You spend a lot of time. Because yeah. those are not your average. And I, I knew, I knew tuners that would like they buy the A cylinder and the B piston, and that's the way they would put it and together. That's how they to built get the that motor, yeah. could, but they were familiar with that motor, and that's how it worked. So, so 
but just for the regular person, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. If you're not, you, you, the, if you're trying to get 10 tenths of performance, mm -hmm. you need all the tools to measure it. And you probably need someone that's way smarter way, than you built a lot of motors to, that builds tested a, a lot, lot of motors. that kind of motor. You need that guy to do it. But for the most part, put back in what you pulled out of it. And after you've done it three, three, four times, then throw the next bigger piston mm -hmm. in it. And if you, if you there have you the go. tools to, you know, if you have a, you know, I'll stick a feeler gauge in there. I'll drop some rings in there and, and, you know, check the end gap and, yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's, see, that's see how things are going and different brands wear differently. Some Nicosil cylinders wear more than other sure. Nicosil cylinders, even though they're all Nicosil cylinders. And I'm learning this on my KTM 500s right now. KTM 500s at about 400 to 500 hours that in my world. My question. Yeah. Need a piston. And you can put no a, cylinder work if everything's no, if everything right. then nothing's been bad. They need a piston. They just kind of it's just at that point, you know, four or five hundred hours, maybe three hundred if you're really hard on it, probably seven hundred if you're not that. But okay, yeah. so it needs a piston. When you put that new piston back in, and whether it's stock or it's a Vertex or it's a Wasner, and I've tried all the different ones now, and you, you know, I measure them and I've you know put the right size piston in. Your piston will last one third as long as the other one. The OEM one you made? stock motor. Matched, you, you put it they, in there. However and they so match them. Now you're going to get between 150 and 300 hours out of it. And I'm just being very rough on this. is just mm -hmm. me, KTM 500, whatever. You're going to get X amount. Of, then you need to have the cylinder redone because the cylinder is worn out and it, and it makes a certain ticking noise. <laughs> I'm now, I know all the ticking noises, mm -hmm. but, but it is, if you're putting that kind of time on a, on a motor um, and you've got a lot of them and you're familiar with it, maybe it's thing, but it, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, if you, if it, if it looks scarred or it looks, you know, if it looks like any damage at all, send it. If it looks like there's any damage on a Nicosil cylinder, mm -hmm. it needs to be, replated or you're going to lose lose a certain amount of performance so here's a here's a here's a question athena's say and i think the other one whatever the other guy is that you know makes non-oem cylinders are about probably the same price as nick uh to to buy to, an aftermarket like an athena right uh, yeah it's stock size not a big bore or nothing uh -huh. uh, is so which which do you find about money better spent uh, re, re, re ceiling mm, no versus not, an yeah, Athena. Yeah, you, know, a, you know, I've I've I don't used, like I've used the other ones. Uh, there was there was there was there was cylinder works. Cylinder works. That's cylinder works. Use, I, I've I've had you know really good luck. Yeah, with, yeah, they, I had I, really good luck with cylinder work stuff where you just bought the whole kit and it uh -huh. was a, a lot of like I used to love the two eighty and the two sixty kits that you just buy and just drop them on, and and, and it, at the same time it was the same cost effectiveness. Um, I had, I've had good luck with pro X doing cylinders. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they would, they would actually throw a steel sleeve into some cylinders and go back to a borable steel sleeve and send you a piston kit for it. And I never really had, you know, I never had those long round long enough to have to have to rebore them, but they worked fine. Mm -hmm. I've had, um, millennium do some stuff. I've had, there's another company, uh, do some, uh, re-sleeving uh, custom craft here in Vegas has yep, been doing yep. my stuff lately because he's local he's and done a couple for done me. some stuff. I was surprised at what, what it cost to have a crank press there. Oh, was it cheap? <sighs> no, no, 
150 bucks huh. to press a crank. Is that the new price? I don't know. Anyways, so, I, it, yeah. Or, or he just saw Matt, you know, walk in and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that this kid's guy. got a credit card. <laughs> so yeah, I'll take the next one then. Anyhow, I, I, I know that. <laughs> I mean, that'll get along good. Yeah. I, I thought I got along with him good too. But I'm he, sure, but he, he might have. I had 150 bucks to press. But anyways, back to the honing and all the other stuff. Yeah, still under honing. Usually, I don't. Usually, if I'm just pulling it apart and throwing a piston do inside of it. Do people still under hone a Nikasil? I have a. cross it? I have a I have a hone that every once in a while, if it, it, it if I'm going to throw one back together that has a little damage, and I know, okay, this is just going to go in here to last the, the next 100 hours. Yeah. So, no, no, so I can sell it? No. <laughs> if this is only going to be in there for the next, you know, 100 hours, and I, and I and now I can plan on getting my hands on another cylinder and or, uh-huh. you, you know, I ha- you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll hone it and throw it in there. And, yeah, wait, and, wait for one. And, and sometimes you put them in there and they run great and they don't smoke. And you're like, oh, and, and then, you, you know, I have a note on the bike's chart that says, yeah, cylinder wasn't perfect. But <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've honed them before. I it, People get really like like i mean and you should i mean it's 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 an expensive thing they get really particular about it but have you ever seen like the mechanics in mexico just slamming stuff back together and 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 they and it runs and it keeps going you know these (laughs) just i mean we're dealing with really high performance bikes so as the bike gets more high performance you kind of have to be a little careful about how you rig it back together but you can get away with a lot of crazy bad stuff and and i I grew up at the drag track man i used to sit those the stuff those guys would do because they they needed 30 seconds out of that motor (laughs) (laughs) it'll run yeah yeah. so i i don't i don't think that there's a some sort of special you know one way fits all if you talk to anybody that does it a lot and i talk to a lot of these guys everybody has their own particular little procedure the way they like to do it and, that works and the fact that i i've talked to some of the best engine builders around and they do it completely different kind of tells me that maybe there's different ways to do it mm-hmm. and yeah. and and if you're not trying to get again trying to get 10 tenths out of something whatever which yeah. most yeah. most ways of work but you you can you can and you can never go wrong with just replacing everything with stock stuff an OEM you, cylinder, you, you, an OEM piston. You you can never go wrong with it. You're back to your 500 back, hours, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, That's quite a long time. Let's face it. Yeah, you're back to that is a lot of back to that. And then and then there's companies that do really good work. And and and, and for every 95 guys that have had really good work done, there's always one or two. You know, the 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 96, the 97th guy, or you know, whatever is 100, and there's you know number 99, 98 that had something go wrong, and whether it was by their doing mm-hmm. or by the the company's doing you just never yeah. know i i i got a weird thing that i've been seeing over the years that i think uh oems have worked kind of hard to become more competitive on their after on their 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 parts like that to compete with some of the aftermarket guys cuz back in the day it would be be wild to just buy anything but say a Wiseco or something but right. now you look at the oem pistons well, they and had things to. certain th- it's yeah market forces it's sure, just sure sure and and the same why thing. give it up and, and when, when, you know, let's just say if, if brand X priced their cylinder at $3,000, I guarantee you that someone goes, I could machine one out of billet for that. And then you get companies mm-hmm. like, you know, the cylinder works that comes, comes, comes up and Athena that, that makes a, that makes a cylinder that's instead of 3000, they'll sell, I'll, I'll sell it for 1500, you know, and then all of a sudden the prices sort of merge back together. 
How do you sign up for the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training Newsletter? Uh, Jen. You're halfway by figuring out how to spell it. G Watch Jen, George. Where's George at? He'll pop Jen, um, um, 33. Jen, Jenna, yum, 33. Jenny, I'm 33. Jen A. Jen A. Might, a, yum, um, um, yeah. I might be, uh. Jenny? Okay, Jen a. Uh, you, you go know. to com and along the side of any page, except for the main page, I think there's always a sign up for the newsletter little box and you just mm -hmm. enter your email. We don't sell that email. We hardly send out very many newsletters anyway. So you don't right. get a whole lot of you junk. You don't get spammed. You don't get spammed. Uh, any of that thing. And San Felipe, Bob, my, um, my main hype. He's like, Logan, you remember how I told you how I needed hype a, hype, man. a hype man? Yeah. That's SFB, right? I, I should just get him in here. I got to meet Bob. And dress man. him up like Flavor Flav. Yep. You know, a yeah. nice hat and some well, big old, he'll tell you what time it is and just hype man the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. <laughs> I, I think it is Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Okay. Jenny in 33 is. Jennifer Morton says she's coming for more training. She's been to the riding tips school before. She's in the riding school. And now she's coming out for some rally navigation training, which we have a class on February 11th, which is a Friday. So if you want to learn how to navigate off-road rallies, uh, it's almost full, but um, I think it's full. I don't know. I didn't check them. So a little more like average person getting into it or, or more Ricky Brabeck type stuff? Doesn't matter. It, 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 it's the same thing that uh -huh. okay. it's, it's all the stuff that we work on when I work with Ricky, uh -huh. we work on the stuff that we talked about in the basic class and it's anything but basic. It's the basics because when, like I, I explain to people, it's like when we go out and do road books and my road books tend to have like lessons and stuff, I don't want you to come back and tell me like, well, this or that, or, you know, or that, that road book is bullshit or, you know, this, the, you know, it's wrong. I got lost. And, your fault. Well, sometimes yeah, sometimes, so, sometimes the road books are wrong, but I want you to understand why it's wrong and, and explain to me how, you know, how and how you dealt with that. But I don't want to find out after doing five road books that you don't know what something very basic like a cap heading is or you don't understand how a cap oblique works or or you can't visualize 200 meters. Right. You're like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> so just this, I, I, I like uh, to just, yeah. I like to get the, like when you, I think when you go to like a firearms training, they make sure you understand how to turn the safety on and off. Uh-huh. And when you what? shoot the instructor because you didn't have the safety on. Yeah. We don't want to learn that you didn't know that there was a safety on the gun. Yeah. And this is. It, this is just putting it plain and simple. And I have to explain this to people because I, I've ridden like four or five rallies. And I promise you almost every time that, that that person comes to do this, they might think they know everything, but they've left a couple pieces on the table. And when they're having problems later on, it's the piece they left on the table that we covered in the basic. Sure. Thing. And, the, just, and the back to the yeah. Just like the riding school. Yeah. What's the problem with everybody when they're riding? Yeah. Balance. Balance. <laughs> balance. I'm balanced. Yeah. I didn't fall over, right? Yeah. No, I, I took that, the beginner navigation class. It was awesome. So much more fun than I would have ever guessed. Uh, that one, like four or five years ago. Let's see. Awesome. What else do we have? Any other good ones in there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Q School said, thanks for answering my question. 
Yeah. Right yeah. on, Q School. Hey, thank you for answering the asking the questions. This is how we do this in the show. We yeah. we uh we we depend on this interactive um dialogue uh you know whether you ask the question on one of the youtube videos we go back and farm those on the facebook comments on the posts that we do um we should broadcast live you know what we're gonna we're gonna broadcast live on i'm going to on instagrams i think that's the thing it's called instagrams yeah that's one of them we're gonna broadcast the rooster endo segment tonight for the instagram viewers so they can because they'll get really pissed off you feeling sporty tonight Oh, I can, yeah, I can shoot it. I can, <laughs> I can shoot across, across the so, bow all day. I, you know me. Let's see. Jordan Roy says, riding a YZ250, woods racing and trail riding. Not a lot of high revving. How many hours could I expect out of a piston? 50 hours, 80 hours. Anything I could do to compression to extend the life of a piston? You're, you're, you're. You got a YZ250. I do. <laughs> you know, my YZ250. What year is it, by the way? Well, it was cool back before they dumped all the water in them. So you don't think Jordan's YZ250 is the same year as yours? I know that. If Jordan, I don't, he didn't say, but if that he was mine, that thing would go at least five hours in the woods without a, <laughs> or it needed a piston. <laughs> at least five hours, unless you hit mud, then it would go there, wherever that is, because the air filter <laughs> Wait, oh, the doesn't really right. work. <laughs> it's a 1977 YZ250. Yeah. So, Jordan. Um, oh, it's fast, though. You know, and here's the thing is like, how much can you expect? It, 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 you can, you can do woods riding and you can be really hard on it <laughs> with woods riding. And, you know, whether you, the good thing, but he said the, he's not a rever, I guess. Yeah, not a rever. Um, but that can be, that can be bad too. I mean, cause you could get a lot of carbon buildup and stuff and that stuff isn't good when it starts doing bad mm -hmm. stuff inside, you know, the car, when the, when you get a lot of carbon buildup, it starts like flaking off and then getting between the ring and sure. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, that's just as bad as having things that's just perfectly clean, but you're riding it so damn hard that it's, you know, almost trying to seize. And, and, and so like the high revving, low revving, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've, I've seen people that lug bikes wear things out just as much as, you know, cause you think about it, if you're putting a big load on it, the piston is, is getting forced against the side of the cylinder, probably at lower RPMs. It's probably getting twisted in the cylinder even more. Well, so plus also if, if it, as it loads up, fills up with oil, unburnt fuel, yeah. it's changing your compression ratios and putting a, uh, harder work on the on the piston in that respect when the, you guess? And, and you're lugging it the power valves down higher compression power compression yeah, higher again. compression which is harder so, on the, that part of the stroke but but i think you know you think about it that, that that i think that the piston is trying to twist in there maybe a little more i've never really thought about this you know that in this level but i, I don't think it really matters so here's the good thing about your two-stroke justin I hope it's a two-stroke. He didn't say F, right? He said just YZ250. He's made a Y-Zinger, yeah. <laughs> so, so you can pull the exhaust pipe off, and you can get a really good look at the piston. You can see that sucker. And you can look in there, and you can get it down to bottom dead center. You can look back, and you can see the cylinder wall, and you can kind of see how things are going. And on my two-strokes, especially back when there were two-ring pistons, you could, you could watch, and like you could start seeing when there was blow-by. Mm -hmm. And, and it never, it was never on the, it was usually never on the, uh, I gotta, I, I gotta make sure, make sure I'm right about this. It wasn't, 
in the center of the of the exhaust port. It was always kind of off to the sides is where I would pay attention to it. Okay. And and you would see, you know, you'd see like you could start seeing the blow by and you'd start seeing it get past the first ring. And then when it started going back past the second ring, time to things were time to change it. And so then you know, okay, I'm doing this at 35 hours, or I'm doing it 70 hours or wherever yeah. it is. And then it's like you make a note and and mm. that's that could be and if you pull it apart, you know, measure the ring gap and measure the piston, you know, slide it, put a feeler gauge in there, do a quick measurement. Mm-hmm. And if it's still within spec, maybe you took it apart too early. But more than more often than not, especially with my 125s, I could feel when the bike started losing power. Yeah. You know, it was it just like wouldn't pull a gear as good, mm-hmm. like kind of on a incline or something. You just you just noticed it. And then they started running really good. Yeah, that's always the problem. Yeah, they they there's there's like a decline. You notice it, and then all of a sudden, like one day, it just it's like running really. It's, best. it's running really good. <laughs> that's when it's that's that's the, that's the alert that says tear this stinking thing apart right now. Um, so if that helps you, I used to I had an aluminum frame YZ two fifty, and I would go like sixty hours and. Easy. Uh, they still they look were good. fine, but that's when I right. do it. I was, and they were still fine. But it's YZ stuff, super cheap. And yeah, I, I do it myself. So that's, he, that's, he was that's, he was right in there with that range when he said fifty to eighty hours. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's, it's definitely kind of the you're definitely right, not yeah. doing a YZ two fifty at thirty hours unless you're just hard on equipment. Yeah, but um, but yeah, fifty to eighty sounds good. But just mm-hmm. it's it's easy to you know pull the pipe off, take a look up in there, and you know look at it when it's new. Look at it in 10 hours. Look yeah. at it every 10 hours and just kind of, you know, do a visual survey. Maybe t- nowadays you just point your phone in there and take a damn picture of it. And then you have a, have or a record. scopes at like Harbor Freight, 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, things will, those things will help you. Any other good questions? San Felipe Bob gets 50 to 100 hours on a WR250, basically same motor, same racing motor. in Baja. Oh, it's and a 90, then, 94 too. And so. he used a compression test to keep track of where. Then that's, I, I was going to say YZ is after that's, these. Or. That's a, I, I, we used to do that on our KX80s back in the day. Uh-huh. We used to, you know, you screw it, you know, you run it around, warm it up, you know, put the compression tester in there, hold it wide open, kick it over, compression test. And when it was under, I don't remember what it was, 120 or something like that. 120s are pretty, yeah. It was under 120, it was time to replace because yeah. we didn't know any better back then. But I always looked in the cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> so. Another time Moto says, give us a lowdown on WP Explorer Forks. What is the issue with them? True or internet lore? Internet lore. Um, what's the issue with them? The the internet decided well stocks is every let me just say this. I'm being sarcastic here, by the way. Every bike stock suspension absolutely sucks balls hundred percent of the time, no matter what. And I would put that on the internet and everybody would go, yay, thumbs ups. That's what all of his pals do. It's the next question is most of my pals don't know a thing about clickers. They mourn seed to drop 1500 bucks to tune, then actually tinker with it. What they've got. Okay, so I've ridden every, as far as the WP, it's Explore Fork he's talking about, right? Yes. Okay. I've ridden every possible version of WP Explorer Fork from, you know, since they've been coming called Explorers, even before when they were just the the open cartridge fork, all the way up to the cone valve, kit suspension, full bitch and everything, you know, all the way through the range. And basically all of them suck. If 
they're not set up for you. Let me just put that. Let me let me rephrase that. Every single WP Explore fork sucks if it's not set up for you. Now, that means if you go spend five thousand dollars for that factory setup and you just get you just buy it and you put it on your bike, who's it set up for? Oh, that's a generic setting. <laughs> it's a generic setting. So is the bike you get from the dealer showroom. Sure, floor. it's a generic setting. It is set up to target the widest range of riders that they possibly can. For the intended purpose of that bike. So I would ask you, you know, who, who, what was the name of the guy asking the question? Miller Time Moto. Miller Time Moto. Hey, it's a... Cheers to you, Miller Time. Miller High Life, buddy. Okay, yeah. Hey, I got to talk because he's doing it. Now you talk. Oh, cheers to you, Miller, mm -hmm. Mr. Miller. <laughs> okay, Miller Time. So I would ask you, okay, what do you weigh? If you're in the kind of the generic range of the bike, you know, whatever bike it is. If you're kind of within that weight range, which is usually 30 to 40 pound weight range, you're good for the most part. It, 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 as long as you're in the kind of, and I don't want to say ability level, but but usage factor. Let's call it that way. Is Like people say, well, I'm an expert. I'm, I need I need stiffer because I'm an expert. And I'm like, I'm funny because I think I'm an expert and I like to run a lot softer suspension settings than yeah, most I would call uh, novice riders because I don't hit the same bumps. I need safety. I need a certain amount of safety built into my suspension, which is mostly for me, bottoming resistance or just stroke control. I can tell you exactly what it is, but the stock Explore, Explore forks do a really good job for me. And, and when they don't, I can usually click them and get them pretty damn close. And, and the Explore forks specifically you don't, I, I feel like you don't have low speed compression adjustment. You only kind of have a mid speed adjustment. And now that they've gone to a single, single fork, you can't be as precise, but it, it gets, the, it gets the job done. They're, they're, they're decent. And most stock suspension on most motorcycles is pretty darn good. And then when I hear of guys there's two 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 schools of thought in this, two two trains of thought. We got we're gonna have to take a break here pretty soon. So I'll finish this question. We'll move on to the next one. There's two trains of thought on this. There's the guys that just take the forks off because they suck, like I said, and send them to the guy that's gonna fix them, make them awesome with fifteen hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. I wish I was that guy. Because I would take the sticker off the fork and put my sticker on it, squirt a little WD forty, and send it back and give them a free revalve. <laughs> Especially if it was brand new, because I wanted yeah. to at least break the damn things in before I bother to take it apart and drain out perfectly good oil. Because uh -huh. if I actually did take them apart and put my super magic Bob Bitchin setting in there, you got to break the damn things in and then you got to change it the oil after seven hours because it's going to work a little bit different anyway. So that's group one. Group two is the guys that that take the bike and they ride it and they go, my forks suck because they actually probably do. Yeah. And then they send them in and and then they go, they go, well, yeah, you know, my fork sucked. And I'm like, so did you ever bleed the air out of them? I'm like, huh? I'm like, you know, the, the air bleeder, did you ever try bleeding the air out of them? And they're like, uh, uh well, no, I mean, I, they sucked because having air buildup in the forks can make them suck. Drastically. Did, did you ever make sure that your wheel was aligned? You know, the pinch clamps, all this stuff like that. When you, you know, mm -hmm. did you ever set the sag on your motorcycle? Did, you know, and, and what tire pressure are you running? Huh? 
Oh, your fork sucked. I can make your fork suck. I promise you, I can walk up to your bike and within 30 seconds, I can make your forks as miserable as, as possible. But generally, if your forks suck, I can walk up to your bike and I can check three or four things and tell you exactly why your forks suck. And it doesn't need to go to a suspension tuner. Now, this being said, when you get them working pretty good and they're pretty good, but you want them to work excellent. There's a suspension tuner for you that can do a really good job. And when you get them working pretty good and you're kind of at the end of your clickers or you realize that you have to run negative air pressure and to get them or you had to you have to they, they work good when there's extra air pressure in the forks on accident or and this is a WP Explorer forks or you would like low speed and compression adjustment or you need more bottoming resistance or you want this or that or the other then it's time to send it out to the guy, but they don't suck and you don't need some special, you know, Bob bitch and tube cartridge emulator, extra no. valve thing <laughs> to get them to work pretty darn good. I have some of those forks and some of those forks work amazing, but it didn't just come in a box that said, no, these no. will work amazing. It took no. me to, I had to turn. And most of the time when I got the stuff back that had the cool shit in it, I had to turn and click more than I did with the stock fork to get, I don't want to say the, the same performance because they were different to get, to make me happy. Let's put mm -hmm. it that way. So, so I would, if your bike's new, break the damn stuff in and have it serviced, then ride it some more and play what? with it until you, until you're not happy. Then if you've played with it, then you can talk to the dude, the suspension tuner, and give them an idea of what you want. Mm -hmm. And most suspension tuners, I mean, ah, the suspension tuners hate Which, me now. Yeah, Every yeah, suspension yeah, tuner they do. absolutely hates me because, I, but I think they would be much happier. No, they probably don't. I don't know. If you learned how to tune it, the problem is, and you don't, it's been a long time since you probably learned this. It is really hard to learn which way to go, which adjusters. I got high speeds. I got low speeds. I got ins. I got outs. I got. It is a lot of stuff to comprehend for a, most 90% of the people. They need to get a And pull. then they go. And then, honestly, it's like very hard to simulate. Well, I rode it all day yesterday up in the mountains and then did this and this. And I think it was better, but I was riding in the desert. And I, so I got to throw everything I've ever learned kind of out. There's, there's a lot to it. That I think maybe would most people yeah, go, I, hey, it's worth it for me. I get to ride this many hours a year. An, they need to make an ECU for the fork. And that's what the suspension tuner guy is. Is is, is like you just send it in and bang, it's going to be better. It. And, 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 and it, yeah, you remaps your fork. This is what's happening. And and, and I, I get this. People don't want to tune and click and everything. And but or don't they, just don't know how. I mean, once I get it, you gotta. Well, yeah, but since they spent money and it came back, it had to be better. And I that. And, not that part I fully agree with you on. Yeah, it, it's, I do. It's, I it's mean, a, I do. It's a, it's a it's a feeling thing. You know, your forks on your bike really sucked. God, did you love those or what? No, I don't know what broke. Something broke. Something's wrong again. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with that fork. It, so I can tell you, the air chamber forks suck. I love them. But I know you do. I've never had a problem with them, but they I don't suck. know. I don't know if I've had a bike long. I've enough deemed them to that do they that. Suck, but they keep breaking all sorts of stuff. So um, okay, so that's cool. Said, what's up, guys? New here. What bike are you riding? Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll answer that question right when we come back. You got this handled, Logan? Are you ready to do this? Yes, what do you I know am. There? I need a drink of beer. Okay. Woo. Start the ad. Yeah. Send it. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor 
on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and after aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life we test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively we're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer and if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure so tell me oh, when we're going we're live we live yep okay everybody we are back from our uh live tech talk taco tuesday we're going on to instagrams right now and somebody tried to touch my phone while i was doing this so it's going to be bad but you guys are going to get to see Rooster Endo, but we have a we have a good question. Oh yeah, we got one more question. One more question. So I got George Pennington. Which one of those Scott light sensing lenses is the most like gradient gray for us old gawkers that don't want to buy eight lenses to figure out which one we like? The I got them. The, but I don't know which the, one. The so the the tinted the the light sensitive lens on the scott goggle it goes to pretty much clear mm -hmm. and it and i don't know that they have one that goes extra dark or only a certain i think they only got one it works yeah, fantastic yeah it works awesome and so i i don't know it's it's the right it's the right gradient for, it, for it is. what i'm doing so he's he's saying that his his eyes are bad that he wants less darkness well he wants gradient gray which i don't, I don't know what that really means it dude try the i think you try the only ones i got that i know of and yeah the cool, uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but the cool thing about that lens is it it only works with uv light so like if you're running your headlights on your bike yes it don't darken correct i the reason i the biggest reason i run those lenses is because i get caught out at night and it doesn't and I go don't, dark i don't want to have to, i don't want to have to switch my lens right and it, but your, your their headlight isn't doesn't darken I've never it as i've I'm, never it it seems like it's always clear at night right yeah. exactly so your you know your headlights would you know these lights are good these days yeah they, they should darken the lens because but they don't I, they i've don't. heard they don't work uh, they're designed to not to only work with the sunlight to darken off the sunlight, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it's that, that's super cool. <laughs> I, I I was lucky enough that when um, I was riding for Pro Grip at the time when I was doing the Dakar rallies, and they had they had this they had this this weird round shaped lens, and they had awesome no fog and awesome um, light. They were like way ahead in this stuff, yeah. and uh, and so. I got used to it. And then all of a sudden I wasn't racing anymore. I couldn't get them anymore. Cause they were only, they're hard to get over here. And then I'm glad that this stuff is now making its way over here. The Scott goggles are, I've tried or, them old ones before and they weren't like the Scott's. No, right? they're good. They've, they've got it better. So uh, welcome everybody on the, the, um, Facebook's no, 
What's Instagram. that one? Instagram. Yeah. yeah well, I'll figure, okay. I'll figure it, out the digital thing. on the ground. If you, if you guys have questions, um, we can answer them. But we're going to do this next section called uh, Rooster Endo. And First tell to me. finish the Scott thing, it's UV protection 100%. Okay. Not light not, not in light. general. Okay. So it's, it, it, it blocks it, UV rays. Yes. Or it changes, it changes its color off UV rays. What I'm seeing is light sensitive gray works is the only color that I can find. Right. I've, I've only seen one. Yeah, and it yes. works. It's, it's good. It works. It does what it's supposed to do. So, okay. Um, this is what happens on Rooster Andro. You send us in a picture of your bike with a description of the stuff you've done to it. We talk about your bike and decide whether your bike roosts or endos. Now, some people may be scared of this. Some people need to work on their photos, but that's okay. Who's this? This is Chance McCamish. Chance McCamish. Okay. So two, two. I, I've seen Chance on the uh, on the board before. Oh, right? have you? I haven't noticed. Is he, is I don't, he on the, don't recognize the board? Name. I don't know. All right. What do we got? We got a 20, 2022 350 XCF. The wheels are from Faster USA. Cone valve, spring forks, and a track shocks. Everything else is stock. So wheels and suspension on this baby. Didn't we just like do a big? We just on, talked on, about on, how good the cone valves on, were on, on that. The stuff. track shocks. They're and, they're really good if you get them set up. They can and they're different. They perform differently than the they? stock stuff. They have a different character than the than the know. stock air stuff. I like the air stuff. I know you don't, but I do. I've just had bad luck with them, but yeah. yeah. People, I people, and I and honestly, the the learning curve for me has been steep, and I don't think that's the fork's fault. That's that's me. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, you know, I can't. I don't. I I just I maybe I'm too set in my old ways with spring forks, and I keep trying to look for something that I found there, trying the same old things. This is a good bike with a bad picture, and for that, yeah, chance. It's it's. It's it's, that's a really good bike. Let's face it. It's that's a really that's a brand new. That's a that's a really good bike with a bad picture. Uh -huh. And I don't know, like yeah, it, it probably it's probably really good. It's probably a really good bike, but bad picture. I do like the new it, color scheme too. You should have just leaned. A lot it up. of people bag it on that color scheme, but I totally. I think it. it looks clean. I like the orange frames again. All that. All yeah, I like good. orange. I've always liked the orange frame. He should lean it up against the truck. At least he didn't have it sitting on a log. But, okay, slight slight endo. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do a zoom call. A zoom, I mean, not a Zoom call, but a, a video, video, a video, a video, video submission. submission. Who, who's who's this? Who's this from? Not entirely sure, but we will for sure give a name after. Okay, because it's the title of the video is the is the guy's name. Yes, but once I click the scene, it you, will play okay. the video. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna watch a video here, and if you're on the if you're on the the books of faces mm -hmm. uh, or the other thing. Oh, Instagrams. You're probably not going right. to see it. Actually, I'll show you how you can see it. I'm going to just point it over here. So hey, Dirt Bike Test Group. Wanted to show you my Rooster Endo entry. It's a 1971 Honda SL70 four-speed shift model, uh, four-speed with a clutch. It's got all original stuff on it, original grips. I, I did change the tires because they dry rotted out. Um, but this bike really jams. I took it all the way in Barstow to Vegas. I've all, actually, excuse me, Barstow to Baker. I've done Barstow to Vegas on that one. And I even did Barstow to Vegas on this KTM as well. And in the background, I've got an original 73 Penton that I'm working on restoring. Just wanted to tell you that this SL70 is roost material.
Yeah. <laughs> it's got a Myers Banks. Go back to that pen. What? What are so we're evaluating? Wins. We're evaluating the SL70. Who cares? He wins. That's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little bike, the SL70. Yeah. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Robert, that's a that's a nice garage. He's got a sweet. sweet yeah, he's got sweet a lot kid. of sweet stuff in the garage. The SL70 roost. He wins. Yeah, it's right. good. We're gonna Let's give it a, a good thing. I'm over there, buddy. I got a soft spot for vintage bikes. Oh, I'm looking. I'm eyeing something down there on the side. What are, what are we at here with the, with Chris Smith? Can we do Chris Smith? Can we, yeah, let's roll to Chris Smith here. Here, I'll give you got you the, that Logan. Give you the bike. So, she, if you on the on the uh, Instagrams want to get in on this action, oh jeez. <laughs> Wait, remember for the this caption. is this is dirt bike test. No, well, he he gives a good description on. His okay, tires. here we go. Here we go. 2010 YZ450F. It's got hand guards, hand guards, big brakes, and worn out knobbies. They're not worn out knobbies. That's a supermoto bike. Yeah. Oh, it is. I didn't. Yeah. Sure enough. That's that's a super. Yeah, that's a, a cool supermoto bike. A, uh, it's a horrible picture too. You almost can't. Uh, yeah, you can't even tell if like the suspension's been cut and things like that to make it a real. Yeah. Not, not, an gnarly supermoto. We don't, we don't do, we don't do. You forgot to put that he's got a graphics or numbers on there. Yeah, we don't, we don't. A huge budget on Rooster Endo is, we don't do, this one's like nose diving in here. This is Endo. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do, we don't do supermotos. Went all out on that number yeah. there. That's good. That, that's try, try to have like an abnormal amount of supermotos or, or guys that got like the, the hybrid supermoto with the well, wheels. They, they have the extra set of wheels. Hey, dirt bike test group. Wanted to show you my. Hey, uh, Logan, you just. Shot that video again. Yeah, but that clicking, guy's, that guy's cool. Again. He's all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> all that right. thing. That thing. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, this is cool. All right, here we go. Oh, wow. Look at this yeah. thing. Who is it? Jack. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Oh, good. It's a name that we can't pronounce. Like, right. imagine that. Hugh Breeds. Huey? Hugh Breeds. I, Hugh, the GT is going to be silent. Hugh Breeds. I think the GT silent. Hugh, Hugh Breeds. Hugh Breeds. We might guess would be Hugh Breeds. Hugh, Hugh Breeds. Found this 1985 Yamaha TY350 under a tarp with an engine full of water. Is that, is wow. that a trial It's a bike? TY. It's a Yamaha TY. Yeah. Okay. Did every, every period cor correct trick I could find from factory Yamaha TY mono rides. Custom front disc from a CR85. Drilled damper rods. Frame head angle tucked. Mm, my dude has done some work here. Wait, he he cut the frame rails? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yep. Uh, the CR85 uh, Honda Odyssey piston sleeve to jug. Who would have thought that ever worked? <laughs> How does that? It's a Yamaha and you put a Honda piston in it. A Honda Odyssey piston. Yeah. That's out of the little, uh, yeah, original side by side. Yeah, the original side by side. Yeah, look at this thing. Sleeved jug, custom jug spacer for the piston crown height. So obviously, yeah, somebody knows what they're doing to do all that. B&J muffler with a flat slide carb. Put a longer swing arm on it, extra clutch plate, and to hold all the torques. Okay. Okay. Yeah, motors, like, obviously. So, so good, good on you for getting the entire bike into the photo, uh -huh. which seems to be a challenge for a lot of our, <laughs> our viewers. I like the whole bike in the photo so we can actually see what it is. <laughs> I'm amazed at how much work he's done to this thing. Fantastic. There, there, mm -hmm. There's a lot of love and labor and hours in this thing. 
And the fact that it doesn't have a graphics graphics kit that's bubbling on it or or cone valve suspension on it. Yeah. And it's it's good. This thing yeah. roosts. A couple more little yeah. cool things he did. Longer clutch arm, which yep. is kind of cool on those old bikes. They the clutch arms were really hard too. Yeah. That's right. a, right. that's they're, a, they're really hard that's to pull a good the clutches. A flywheel and also the shock geometry. Well, does he, I think I, that's our last. Oh, we got a video one, right? We got another video one. Yes, but I don't know how to do this without playing the previous video for a second. So. Hey, dirt bike test. start pro in it and when i got it i absolutely loved the recluse now all of my bikes have recluses in them makes this bike controllable makes this bike stall proof even though i have clutch control and i grew up riding a bike with a clutch i still love the recluse this has got an aftermarket set of dna wheels with the heavy duty spokes i'm running tubeless front and rear the d sport uh tusk d sport in the rear and our tracks in the front we got the full fmf 4.1 exhaust we got the seat concept seat ims 3.6 gallon tank with the rear uh, auxiliary tank running on top of the rack it's got another 1.3 got a uh, probably about a 200 mile range on this bike full wraparound g3 hand guards with the scott steering steering stabilizer the tr uh, trail tech custom dash with the auxiliary bluetooth lighting uh we got the r&d uh, uh bowl for the carburetor we have uh the other big thing is the dynatech ignition on this thing absolutely makes this thing scream and it starts perfect hot and cold and it just totally gets rid of the bogging and gives it a higher rpm range um we got led lighting throughout the front we got a custom little windshield on here and dude i can't do a short review on this thing this thing is badass has a lot of stuff it has heated grips heated seat uh the it's got the high output stator on it so oversized front rotor stainless steel brake lines front and rear tusk protection zip tie oil <laughs> let, me, let me tell you my first thing i like about this bike okay what's and, and it's absolutely important and i should have said this earlier about this guy loves his bike and that's cool that dude you can tell that dude is passionate about that dirt bike he he, he really loves his bike and that is cool yeah he I, he, he really i mean he really i, likes I, I bike. always like that part when people instagram i like people that like their bike even you know and i and I, I think he's probably he put, got a pretty he, good sled there he but, put a uh, gas tank on his rear fender and a bigger and a, like a big clark or something on there i think he's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of stuff going you're right he does he loves that bike he loves his, bike. his voice right yeah he was getting excited yeah like, he got all like i get him talk stuff. yeah Oh, excited.
I'm afraid that if I say this thing endos, he's going to come over. Yeah, here. We he's, don't need this guy climbing a clock gonna, tower, he's, do we? He's, he's going to ride. He's we don't ride need this, this thing over here climbing and, a clock tower. And I don't. This, this bike it's is roosting. There, yeah, it's roosting. Yeah. Not, we're not. Yeah. It's not because we're scared of you. It ain't the best of the night, in my opinion. But it's up here, buddy. You don't think it's the we're best gonna, of the night? I, no, I like to hold you ride. I'm a, uh, you like the such old a stuff too for vintage man. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with me. I I don't know. I I don't know. It's yeah. We got it. We got a lot. We got a lot to choose. We got a wide variety tonight. I mean that that SL seventy was super was super rad. Yeah, there was, but yeah. but he wasn't focused enough on the one bike. But he did keep it under two minutes. Uh huh. And it was Just a video submission. And we three liked three seconds. Huh? Yeah. It was three seconds short of two minutes. Three seconds. The SL seventy video was. No, the yeah. other bike. Yeah, the other one. He couldn't, he had to clip the video down to make it under two minutes and he yes. didn't even tell us what kind of bike it was. He had to put it into yeah. the message. Yeah. You don't even know what kind of bike that is. No. No. What was I'll, his, what was his name? Todd Kelly. Todd Kelly. I believe. Is he, is he in the, is all, he in our chat? All Todd Kelly. bikes, right? Oh, tonight. 2009 WR 450F. Well, we know what it was because it was in the, it was on the video submission and stuff right. like that. So I'm. I'm curious about, oh man, I don't, I, I'm okay. We're going to do paper, rock, scissors tonight or what? Ah, uh, yeah. If I have a vote, I'm going for the, let's just say, okay, let's go. Let's go to Vegas on that old bike. Uh, but we well, did, he did to did it on, three, on it. I, I got confused. He did it on three different bikes in there, but one was a modern KTM. Right. Then that big adventure bike. Like when I'm, so my favorites are there. Mr. Passionate and, WR450. I like this. Yeah, for sure. I really do. I actually, no, it, yeah. I actually like this. I love his passion. I mean, I, I like, I, I like the cone valve guy. I, yeah. I just like the. It's a. You the, don't like the picture of either. all the bikes, but that, that's that's a really. Good, I mean, it's a brand new KTM top of the line. Okay, so of all the bikes that we saw tonight, which one would you want to ride? Oh, good question. I jump on that thing all day. Yeah, all the, see, this is the one you'd want to ride. I would yeah. ride the the super. Weird Although, hey, what was that? That old Yamaha bike? was that yeah, the Charles bike and it's Ty. That was what yeah, they were the trials, right? Yeah, I wouldn't ride. I'd say, why don't you? That's a lot of work when you could just buy a gas gas. <laughs> <laughs> how much is? I don't. I shouldn't even talk about that. But I, I look at Charles bike and go, how much are they advancing compared to the, like everything else? Oh yeah, they've advanced yeah. a ton. I mean that that thing. They're that, hard to tell because they don't probably. I don't, a, that's I don't probably know a lot a, about them and. It's probably a great putt putt bike. So this is the bike I'd want to ride. That guy's the most passionate. The kind of and those other two were super cool. Like four out of like that the thing with the worn out supermotor tires on it. That's no good. That's just off the yeah. I don't off the I chart about that guy. Yeah, this guy could use the Taco Moto stuff because he hasn't done that much stuff to his bike. <laughs> no, that bike could, could but, use a lot of stuff off but, tacos. But the guy with the SL seventy who 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 he has, does have some modern bikes that could benefit he, from it. He, he I don't think he, anything Mike has anything for that old thing, but. No, he wouldn't have it for that, but he does it. He had a KTM 1090 and the other thing in there, and he got confusing, confusing. but his garage is good. His garage is cool. Okay. Uh, somebody else decide. No. Logan, who wins? Who do you think wins? You like the SL70 video. The, I would personally want to ride that, um, the trials bike, just because it seems sketchy and I want to see what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't really know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows what he's who done? Knows? I think guy's done. He's changed the framing angles and stuff on it. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. I don't think I don't think yeah. Takamoto is going to help him because he's not going to find. He's going to build it himself. He's going to build it himself. 
I think the guy that the 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 uh, the, the SL seventy guy. What was his name again? No, the, oh, oh boy, Rob. Rob, the first video submission, Rob Covington. Rob Covington. Congratulations, Congratulations. Rob Covington. Rob, yeah, you are the winner of the hundred dollar Taco Thanks Moto for, yeah. certificate. You will. I'm sure find something to do with that in the garage. So oh, yeah. uh, reach back out to us and we'll put you in touch with the uh, Takamoto, Takamoto.co. Lots of stuff for everything, but your Yamaha TY 250. Yeah, probably. That needs a Honda Odyssey piston. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's rabbit hole. <laughs> How deep have you gone on old? He said where you YZ mono something. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Lengthen the swing arm, ah, cut the frame rails. Ah, this is, this is the, this is the level some of our fans go to, to kind of keep this stuff going. Yeah, so it's good for him. I mean, you know, you can, I don't want to speak too loudly, but you can tell that guy doesn't get along too well with his wife. He's out there in the garage doing stuff like that. So on the uh, Instagrams, Jason Abbott, who actually, you know what? Jason Abbott says, let's talk about your helmets up there, Jimmy. Every time my camera falls, like it goes like this yeah. and, and no, they, can, they can, they can see some old Biafi helmets. You would, you would think that those helmets, they, they, they had, um, you know, the Biafi helmets, they had that big front visor. You'd think there was a, a helmet tank, like a, you know, like a <laughs> fanny pack or a camelback. You'd think there was a, there was water up in the, the visor, you know, if you wanted to drink like, but those are older versions. The original ones had like a plastic form shape. I, I don't know any visor. Where were those made at? I don't know anything about Italy. That. Italy. Italy. Okay. The Biafi thing. Same, so same as the Suomi's. Uh, Jason Abbott was Honda's media guy for a long time. I think that it, I think we should have Jason on the show to talk about dipshit media. <laughs> I like it. The old motorcycle journalist. <laughs> He's probably still, he probably, he, he probably doesn't live in deep enough in the woods to go down that. <laughs> that, that I mean, good to, good to see you out there, Jason. Um, we have any other questions on this one here? Tara Dak, that's uh, that's uh, Wolf uh, Wolf Enduro. Hey, I still have your radio, guys. I still I'm checking. I check in and I put a new battery into that thing every once in a while and check out there to the you know the wolf. See if the wolf guys wolf guys around. will respond. I'm like, yeah, I'm like checking check check. It's Jimmy here doing our wolf calls. Uh, and Jason said he take the uh, Andy Taylor uh, says he likes my beard. That's that's very manly of you to say that andy <laughs> so any other uh any other questions on this thing i'm not really seeing it gradient is different compared to light sensitive lens hmm? uh -huh. huh? that's not what logan told me and he's in he's on the he's on the computer so good to see everybody out there if you guys want to watch more of this you can switch over to our youtube channel we're live there you can switch to that horrible place called facebook <laughs> We're um, we don't talk about any politics, any religion, or any racing, but we do drink. So, <laughs> with that, everybody, uh, good to see you on the Instagrams, and we're gonna get back into the questions in our live chat. We have some new ones, Logan. Um, where do we? Okay, how do you turn this thing off? Listen, that yeah. Are you sure you want to end? End now. There we go. Goodbye. Share. Bye, Felicia. Okay. Good. Oh, Victor. Yes. Our favorite chat room Mexican. <laughs> when and if you ride two up in an adventure bike, do you just for the rear suspension? Or do you, or you have to adjust the front as well? Should I tune it for the wife and me or should I 
get a lighter girlfriend and save some money. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, how heavy's the Heine? <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you putting back there? Because do you tune Do you tune the suspension? Most of the time on my adventure bikes, I kind of have the shock spring spring preload kind of maxed out yeah. because what that does, and this is front and rear, by the way, it, it gets the bike up. It, it allows it, it uses, it gives you the extra little bit of shock stroke, the shock travel. Um, and it gives you that extra little bit of like kind of damping for it to, to, it gets softer. It gets plusher when you, when you have them kind of sacked out the way that they come, which is, the way that they come is so that the seat height's lower on the showroom and you don't go, oh, God, I can't touch the ground. I'm not going to buy this bike. Well, when you crank the shock preload up, shock spring preload up, it tends to raise the bike up a little bit, but it does perform better. So um, my hyena doesn't like riding on the back of my motorcycle that much. She can ride as well. She can ride just fine. Just fine. Um, Quite good. But um, I think, I think, the the lighter girlfriend would be the probably the best uh, thing for your bike's handling, but not the best thing for your relationships. Well, yeah, they usually cost more. They cost more to have a lighter. It costs more to have a lighter girlfriend on the back of your motorcycle if your probably wife finds out. It might be cheaper to get stiffer mm -hmm. springs. Yeah, buy a spring. I think this is where we're. This is Keep where we're going. Wife, buy a spring. <laughs> So dump the luggage, get a nice hotel there. Jordan um, Siegel says my first helmet was a Biafi. They were inexpensive and they worked. They did a good job. Huh. I, I, I reached out to that company to get sponsored by them because I torpedoed my head into the ground while I was doing a photo shoot. And I swore up and down that my head didn't hit the ground, even though the helmet, the marks on the helmet would indicate that I did. But when I saw the photo of me torpedoing into the ground, and and I didn't get concussed or nothing like that. I called up that company and said, "I think I want to race with your helmets." And they were like, "You want to wear our helmets?" Because they were <laughs> kind. Of, they knew they were kind of goofy looking, but they're like, "Yeah." And it was probably a very. It was a very good financial decision for me. Yeah, I will let you know. Are they they're they're they they're gone now or I'm. Yeah, well, Bell they bought they bought Bell oh, or really? something or I don't yeah, remember okay. the exact history, but but um so somehow they're. Very they're, interesting. They're still around, or they're yeah, they're just re-whatevered. Re yeah. Somebody says my new Tesla bike won't start. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's in a worldly rider. Yeah, which he must be talking about, homie, and his uh, Bluetooth lights. Oh, which I mean, I don't. I'm not against electric bikes, but I'm against everything having Bluetooth in this world. In some respects, although I had a Yamaha that had Bluetooth or whatever it was. Did we just get rid of the blackberries? Didn't that just <laughs> didn't that fight just die a certain death? Like, I mean, like what Bluetooth Wi-Fi just means that it. it just means that something can connect to my thing, and then yeah, I maybe it. I know or don't know. So what does it tell you? How that your lights are on. Scott Glimp says, "Have you ever had a bike you could just never get set up right and was horrible to race?" Good question. Scott. That's an excellent question, Scott. Um, the answer is. Yes. And, and I always would blame me, not the bike. Like, like I, I would blame myself that I didn't have the time or the, 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 
the the parts or whatever it is to properly set some stuff up. And I've raced some I've raced some really weird stuff. I raced a Vore actually at the US Open of Supercross in the four stroke exhibition race. And I took out the starter box, you know, the doghouse. <laughs> I because because it had a had a particularly flexi frame that wasn't really designed for supercross and so there's a rhythm section and i kind of like you know i i got a rhythm going and it wasn't going straight down the straightaway like oh, i was okay. supposed to over the jumps i rhythmed right off and blew this the doghouse <laughs> knocked myself silly but like a four. And, and, I, and i sit there and i go i go I go, yeah, that thing wasn't set up for that. The chassis was definitely not designed. It was designed to be doing outdoor motocross and stuff, but it was like, hey, I could ride this in an exhibition race. But where like were those things, made? Italy. Huh? Yeah. It was a Vertimani, but they they took a Vertimani, which and then they they made a production bike out of a hand built crazy ass right. thing. Interesting. So um but that's just one experience. There's there's I never super got along with the the rm two strokes and every once in a while i try to the r you know i raced the rmz a little bit it was okay as long as it was like more desert racing and not too much grand prix but if i started you know in it's just it was just something about it so yeah it was a bike that i just didn't and i you know it worked really good at what it was supposed to do and then the rms on the motocross track i would kind of by choice never raced an rm because when we would test them and stuff I would crash. Yeah. I would eat shit on them. And it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't know why. And so I was always kind of scared to to race them because I just didn't it, it was just a, it was just a confidence thing. I just didn't get the same kind of feel out of it. But um I don't know. I mean, I raced a twin cylinder BMW <laughs> bike that everybody said it was a pile of crap and it was one of the best bikes I've ever ridden. Is that right? But <laughs> it was, we took the time and we had the budget to, to get it all set up and make it do even our HP two that we're racing down in Baja. I mean, it, w once we finally took some power out of the motor. Oh, all right. It, yeah. It became really good. And it had an air shock on it, which was bitching <laughs> for 280 miles. And then it would explode. <laughs> So, um, yeah, there's lots of, um, lots of, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of bikes. <laughs> That's the thing I could probably think about, but most of them were good. I mean, I always, huh. I was, once I learned about, you know, bike setup and how to test something and to, I could get pretty happy on almost anything. So. What's uh what's another one? Finn eight two five. Finn eight two five says, <laughs> does the KTM three fifty XCF still lack a sixth gear? It's always had a sixth gear, I thought. I thought so too. Uh, maybe the, the SX was a five the, speed. Uh, how did that work? Uh, mine's the three see I say the three fifty had it and maybe the four fifty didn't for one the year. Four fifties or maybe the a few four fifties. Well they used to have four speeds. In the motocross bikes. Yeah. And then I think the 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 XC has and the, the SX and XC have always been five speeds, but not six speeds. You can but, make but it. I think the three fifties are six speeds, the two and I wonder if they changed the SX to a five speed. Maybe. I don't know. Are they it's funny, they don't really do a lot of press or media with the with the SX and and you kind of have to really beg to get a, a 350 because they sell every one of them. They're uh, just gone. Anybody else going to do that or what? Just them? 350s? Yeah. 
Well, there's that other company called Husqvarna that makes yeah, them. And there's that other gas company gas called too. Gas Gas that makes them too. It's funny. They're really similar. It's like kind of like a red and a white KTM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're different. So I don't know how it works. Have I tried the Maestro Dobel Humatio or just the Castanil? Here's a better way how to say that, Jimmy. Victor yes. says, would you want to try these two fancy tequilas? When should I bring them to prom? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tonight? I don't know. <laughs> when, when can you get here? <laughs> yeah, come for the next show, Victor. Yeah, See, well, the dirt bike 365 is baiting you big time over there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I saw another. I saw another. Um, another question in there. Oh, the Jimmy. What is your favorite bike right now? Your go-to. Currently, it's absolutely. I'm gonna just hit the buzzer. No, it's KTM 300. True, yeah. bro. I I didn't even know I made a New Year's resolution to only ride two strokes this year, but I kind of noticed that after like until the class this weekend yeah yeah it's i've only ridden two strokes you get the new one i have a yz125 and, and, and i have a ktm 300 yeah, yeah. they're both brand new to me and that's all i've been riding and so i'm just like a two-stroke guy again but this weekend i rode a um a Husaberg 570 quite possibly yeah the most powerful bike known to man um you know i i use that just to show off in front of the class i rode her first smidge too yeah it's a good bike heather rode it I think the bike got hoard out a little bit. Everybody oh, rode it. She's dirty. She's dirty. <laughs> yes, Victor, bring that whatever kind of tequilas that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, Andosh, Ando, and and Osk, Pad Ease. Did I say oh. that right? Come on, Logan. How do you say Endosk, that? Endosk, Pad Endosk, Pad says, Vor, and go. It means no go, right? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, they had they I'm had really they English. had really nice motors. No, and and Osh, it, yeah, and Vor, yeah, no go, or maybe yeah, good. I don't know. Yeah. I had fun on it. Right. I, mean, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder why. I don't. When you said you took out the doghouse, I thought you meant on the start. I'm like, no, no, no I was I going down. Like, I was going down the full Larry. Well, it, it was it was a you know <laughs> yeah, the, I get it. The starting the the doghouse was on the side of the the box. It was right next to the thing. There was no gates. Mm -hmm. There was a doghouse and no gates on one side. All the gates were on their the side. MGM, right? And I went off. Yeah, MGM. Yeah. And I went off the track and just blew the 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 starting house out. I like. I, I think. I think I pretty much tabletopped. I did a table. I did. I actually I did a Bubba scrub. Oh, I, yeah. I scrubbed you it. You invented the scrub, right? And, then. But uh, you know, but you know how when you scrub the, the 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 idea is you actually slide your front tire off the the yeah. jump. Well, uh -huh. I think my front tire was in a different rut going off the jump, and and it turned, and then it turned the whole bike, and then it was like a tabletop, and then I just blew. I landed on this doghouse. There's <laughs> probably video of that someplace. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so why worldly rider wants to know why do dogs bite front tires? That that's a really good question. And uh, that, that is oh. weird. Yeah, that's I, they've had them come at my front tire. Yeah. Straight so, Sandy Valley. You can't even get through there without having three of them try to get you. Yeah. Yeah. So like I say on this show, we can answer nine out of 10 questions without referring to a reference manual. And for this, this I think Logan's going to have to go to the reference manual. And I think get you might us. already know. He's a diet dog whisperer. You do Well, do you I I cartwheeled the bike off of a dog once. It went right at his front wheel, and he did cartwheel my 
Previously yeah. mentioned 77 YZ250 <laughs> that had somehow survived 40-something years of its life without ever touching the ground. Ten minutes into it, he hits a dog, and man, that thing No, like was, 30 seconds I mean, in. stock 30, 30 grips, seconds. stock bars, I mean, stock tires. This thing was perfect. Mm. Now it's wadded. Um... What do we, Anyhow, what do we, uh, there was a guy down there. There was a question there that was yeah, down a little bit lower, Logan, something. if you could roll back down. I don't know how to roll. So oh. you don't know how to roll. There was someone that had a question that, that his wife his had wife had a, broke her elbow. Jeremy S says, um, my wife had a crash last weekend and broke her elbow. Any suggestions on encouraging her to get back on the bike and build her confidence back up when she's healed up, man. You know, I used to have this kid, Matt, that used to tr teach classes for me, but he died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he got COVID and died evidently. Cause that's what everybody does. that gets COVID. So, um, you could have her come and take a class from him. And I promise you that she would, if she wants to ride motorcycles, mm -hmm. but the, the, the thing is, is a lot of times if you have a bad experience, like if you ride a bike and a dog jumps out in front of you and tries to bite the tire and you cartwheel, you may never like, motorcycles or dogs again and the, for this i don't necessarily know if i i have a i have an answer i think that yeah. i think starting out you know kind of slow I, I especially when it's your wife you're not the best person to be teaching her you should have you ever that, seen that, that's all i would say right there have, have, you, have you ever seen heather else. when we start talking about this on my show and we, we have a better writer podcast sure, yeah. that we'll be launching pretty soon that we we talk about the husband and wife um teaching each other relationship on motorcycles which um she probably should have divorced me like 10 times by now um well at least in our first 10 years of marriage when i used to yell at her and stuff but she liked riding motorcycles enough to where she put up with it and she thought it was funny to torture me right. <laughs> so she was smarter than me the whole time yeah but um, i'm struggling with his same problem right there with the same injury actually yeah i i don't i don't know i mean how do you encourage her to get back it's like if she wants to get back on the horse she'll get back on the horse yeah. and if she doesn't she probably won't and i and i I don't think that you doing anything as far as like to act actively to actively, I don't want to say encourage, almost force her to get back on the bike. Anything mm -hmm. that you do that you think is, is going to get her back on the bike probably isn't going to yeah, get her back on the bike. The best luck is that somebody else comes along and, her, I would say her friend or something like that. I would say if you just go and have fun that's on your motorcycle and, and if that's something that you do and your family is doing, or you have friends that are doing it and stuff, hopefully that she's attracted back to it that way. But if, if that broken elbow is the end of the road, it may be the end of the road. And it's just like, I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are because they were they were painful when I when I, you know, like talking to people like I don't like talking to people. Just, <laughs> this is why it's so good. I just talk to myself almost yeah. essentially. So so I, I, I try not to do it no matter how much you want me to go talk to people. I don't want to do this. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck. Hope I hope she does come back because motorcycles are really fun. Yeah, and good, you can do them for a long time. Good time. Trying to get you to endo. Somebody's trying to get me to endo? 
I've seen that happen. And Victor says the broken elbow is going to impair the ability to make sandwiches. <laughs> so Victor's back. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe trade her in. Tra tra <laughs> maybe it's time to replace her. I don't know. I don't really ride two-year-old motorcycles. You know, I, I always at. get new ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. uh, yeah they, uh, they, get, they expire, man. Let's see. Carlos Salas says 350 four-stroke or 250 four-stroke for tight trails. 350. Mm -hmm. 350, 350, 350. The, or get a 250 and make it into a 280. There's something wrong with 250 cc's of four-stroke displacement that's just not enough. And even in even in racing, I I, I absolutely hate. I really the the worst the worst displacement size for me is 250 four-stroke. Interesting. It's, I I I kind of I always thought it was because of fat, but I'm right there with you. I don't. They they just don't. They you can't really roll them on. You've got to kind of rev them. And I mean, they definitely are getting better. And I like the Yamaha is amazing. Very much there. Yeah. Yamaha is amazing. Hold on. Yamaha is amazing. Yamaha 1977 YZ is amazing. Let me tell you about the Yamaha YZ four stroke line. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F, because we like 450s, and the YZ250F, which is the best of the 250s, because it has torque and power and everything I'm going to complain about when I'm done with this read. to a 350. <laughs> Bring performance with a powerful four-stroke engine, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in an exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and the industry's only free power tuner app, which... I'm just going to add something. Is awesome. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. So the problem with 250s is they're tuning them to make power. And unfortunately, they, they kind of like lose the, the torque and the roll on. And yeah, they make power. They're fast. Mm -hmm. They're not slow. But um if you have the opportunity between a 250 and a 350, like every single time, especially if you're if you're larger, a bigger guy, the 350 makes way more and more sense. If you're if you're a small kid, if you're weighing 120, 130 pounds, then the 250 more than likely is going to be enough. But the 350 is just way more, way better. So, but if you're going to get a 250, uh, Yamaha YZ, Yamaha YZ FX, Yamaha WR are the the probably the, the just powerhouse king the, the absolutely the powerhouses they, they, because of that engine architecture with that mm -hmm. reverse cylinder head and don't think anybody's going to catch them till they flip it huh yeah they're going to have to do a lot to get a the little, intake yeah. track sorted yeah. and stuff like that so okay logan what's our next question does your 300 tpi have tpi or carb the 300 tp oh, he's asking dirt bike 365 so yeah, he's TPI or carb. he's 365 days of dirt bikes. Every day is a dirt bike. TPI all day, bro. But if you go on the internet, you will find lots of people that disagree with me. Fuel injection breakdown and you just die out there. You're done. That's it. Yep. If you go to the worldly web, they think Car carbs. Yeah. Worldly rider says that. Worldly yes. rider says so. Carbs. Worldly rider says carbs and 
365 wants to know. So, but Worldly Rider also wants to know why dogs bite tires. Uh-huh. So, if the guy who doesn't know why dogs bite tires says carb, I'm just doing some like math here, some internet math. Here's here's the real the real truth. It the carb on the two stroke is not done yet. It's it's still there's still certain places where the carburetor can be an advantage in in kind of like we'll call it snap like like aggressive style power delivery. It's harder to get that with the the, the fuel injection as we've seen, um, and so the carb still has that. And I'm pretty sure you can get your your you're getting more peak power with a carbureted bike. And I, and I haven't run them on a dyno to find out, but I don't ride dynos, but I do know that the, that, that it just feels like a carbureted bike when I'm riding them. It feels like they're making more power when they're absolutely full noise. Just wick, yeah. Which makes sense. Cause the SX models are still carbureted on say KTM. Yeah. Yeah. I, and maybe that, you know, on a and, motocross, especially and, 125. And, and, you're, and I, like I said, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know if they actually, no, the, fu- the TPI that. bike is making more power, but because the, the TPI bikes, the fuel injected two strokes feel leaner all the time. They feel ridiculously lean. Like if it was your carburetor, you'd go, I got to put a bigger jet in it. I got to put a bigger main jet. Mm-hmm. And so I think that lean feeling, because s- sometimes lean doesn't feel like it makes a lot of power. Right. Lean, you know, you, you would, if you were too rich and you leaned it out, you're going to get more power. But when you start going too lean, they always felt, it goes over. Yeah. They felt kind of flat, like they didn't make power. So I think there's a little bit of a perception there. But I, I wouldn't say that having a, a, for trail riding, I think TPI all day long. When you start going to racing, I can, I can make the argument for carburetors. I, I still can say that that's, that, that they're not. What if you were racing Erzberg tomorrow? TPI. Okay. But that's different kind so, of racing. Exactly. So I yeah, think yeah. you need to specify motocross. Okay. Racing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like aggressive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about it today when I was riding my 300. There's a couple of places where uh-huh. I kind of wicked it up when I was kind of racing across the desert. And I'm going, what I want to, I, and, and, and for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't TPI or, or carburetor. It was like two stroke or four stroke is what I was thinking. Would uh-huh. I, would I rather be on a four stroke now than a, than a two-stroke for for doing this high-speed desert, and the answer is probably yeah. If I was trying to win, like if I really wanted to go as fast as possible, probably four-stroke. You know, so mm-hmm. anyhow, okay. Best inexpensive trail bike with an e-start. Good luck, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think there's such a thing as an inexpensive bike right now. Um, no, there is not. They're so man, they're they're he's asking TTR 230, CRF 230F, KLX 230R. Oh, he's got bikes there, yeah. He's yeah. listed those bikes out there. That's because that's where I was leaning. They're, those they're, type of truck they're bikes. all really, really good. They're uh-huh. all really good at doing what they're going to do. And if if you don't know any different between them, I would say pick the color you like the best because they're they're all pretty pretty decent bikes and uh. They're like in inex- all, cool. all three of them still air cooled. Yeah, uh, or is the Cowie water cooled? Maybe uh, I don't Cowie, know. Cowie, the two thirty Cowie, I think is water cooled. I think so too. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, they're 
they're all fine. They all uh, they're 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 kind of at that point. You're just talking about kind of a generic trail riding, play fun motorcycle, and they'll they'll all they'll all do really good. It's the cool great. thing about that those bikes like that. They it, you can really buy a used one. They don't wear out they, fast. They have not usually. They haven't changed over, for a lot of years. Yeah, a lot you're of not times unless it's a, the, the Kawasaki is pretty new. I know yeah, it's yeah. The, now the CRF is a two fifty, I believe. Yeah, and it's yeah, fuel injected, yeah, and yeah, and now they have a three hundred on the on the L. So uh, KLX two thirty is air cooled. Air cooled. Oh, okay. the, it's a three. So I'm we're thinking of the the three fifty two or is it two fifty or three hundred? Yeah, they have a three hundred. That's 300. right. I don't know all my motorcycles. Uh, so I don't follow. I, those. Do, I don't get out on those little trail bikes either. But do you I do know the used ones kind of are usually got a lot of miles left in them because they they don't wear. They've not been raced. They haven't been. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they usually they're crashed and dinged up they, a little yeah, bit they, and they're yeah. scratched up. But it's but the, the, but the damage is you can see it with your eyes and go yes or no. And this and where the, when you're buying say a used 450, who knows? Yeah, and 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 you're going to do the same thing to the bike. You're going to tip it over. You're gonna, as you're yeah. burning, usually treat it. Uh, Logan, why do dogs bite tires? Do we figure this out yet? To make you endo. No, I want to. I want to know the what the YouTube say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay Bob's so i've got a guess so we're we're getting close to our cutoff time here yeah. it's getting close to my bedtime yes bob bob dogs from the, like the tires because they can because they can dogs <laughs> like the tires because they can yeah. they're like a chew toy and and you can always replace a lady but you can't replace the time spent on the bike <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Everybody agrees the dog is trying to get you to endo, but is your wife trying to get you to is endo? <laughs> Not oh. if you put her on the back. Check her she's, life insurance policy on actually, you. Actually, if you put your wife on the back, she's actually trying to lighten oh. up your front end, so it helps you get over the back and gas it more. Like yeah. like we try. You, you try don't not really to teach. lose your wife; you just lose your turn. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do to a power valve to be more responsive? <laughs> on the TPI. 300. On the TPI bike. It depends on where you want it to be more responsive. Um, whether you whether you put more preload on the spring or take preload away. It just it changes it. So you have to you have to play around with it and feel it. It's like that. Shift down when bogging, open the throttle and brab. Huh? <laughs> riding tips oh. you get free riding tips on our chat if you're watching this show okay everybody i think uh is that it we out of we out of questions for the time being baby. yes but he said something kind of cool that i liked dima you want to say that last dima name dima Shin. very hard to instruct people you're related to yes <laughs> he's right yeah I think I think Logan's trying to give you a, a message there. Uh, you like, know, I've subliminally. I've got do this. I don't tell him nothing about riding. He's channeling. He's Never channeling. Not. No, uh, the other way, Dad. What? Oh, listen. oh, wait! You don't listen to him? No, you don't. He doesn't listen to you. No, I don't. I mean, I I try to, and it's like, but now he's been teaching for what a hot breath, and I'm not, and he's really good, but I think he expects me to go. I told you to do it this way. But that doesn't mean it just can do it. You have to practice. Exactly. Yeah. And you get it wrong until you get it right. I right? need that. I need that sound. The more you know sound. It goes, ding, the ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, the rainbow. Because you know, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and family counseling. 
Sure. <laughs> <Some> more, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that it? We're wrapping it up, Logan? Yeah. Do dirt bike riders have lower testicles compared to other men? I'm 44, been riding since the 80s. This is worldly riders trolling us pretty good. Yeah. Do dirt bike yeah, riders have got, lower testicles compared to other men? Yeah, we need a wheelbarrow so, well, to carry them around. <laughs> I've been... Well, how far... How low are yours hanging? Because this is, this is where we need something to back it up. I mean... I'm I'm actually I would think since you since you you probably because this sport would lend you to smashing your balls on the tank or the seat more than most other sports more than the average horseback more than the average man okay yeah horseback but that's it but if you're doing that that would probably cause some scar tissues and things like that and maybe maybe that would actually cause the, the 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 testes not to actually hang as low yeah but Maybe since they have more weight because they have more scar tissue yeah. and stuff, they might be actually pulling more in gravity. So this is the kind of answers yeah. you get on this show. We yeah. like to think every question out, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have Logan yeah. look, look that up. If that's how we end, I'm gonna, you guys are going to hear an off, off-air story when we're done. So. <laughs> okay. If you want to hear about the off-air story next week, uh, send us a yeah, question yeah, in the yeah. comments, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. I'd I like mean, to I think- can tell you exactly where Logan come from, if you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd like, to thank, right I'd like to thank Yamaha, Scott Sports, <laughs> DDC, Bulletproof Designs. Soon soon we're going to thank um, Fast Company, Trail Tech with the Voyager Pro and the new aluminum mount. Taco Moto for sponsoring Rooster Endo. Um, and uh, that's really about it. If you want to sponsor the show. Hey, also, if you're watching now, if you're still suffering through this horrible thing, <laughs> if, go through go through dirtbiketest.com. Um, click on the link to Rocky Mountain MC. We get a little cut when you buy there. Uh-huh. A lot of our stories have Amazon links down at the bottom. If you do something through that, we get a little bit of cut there. It kind of helps us stay here, stay current. It pays for the internet bandwidths or something like that. And it puts food in logan's belly because his dad sure as hell isn't feeding him anymore because he's spending all that money on dirt bike parts stuff okay so with that we will see you out in the trail cheers everybody bye guys that's fun i have to hit the end button don't i